The Athen Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athen's personal views. Welcome to the Athen Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athen. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. I would not want to take you on in a video game. Bronzoli says, Athene, going with understanding and accepting helped me a lot. A great insight. But I have a question. If you interact with a close person like a friend and that person acts in a way which is likely causing harm to me and maybe him, but he won't see it because of his reference frame, can you still just go with understanding and hope for him to find the way himself? Or is there a situation to be confrontational and direct assuming otherwise this might never become visible in his reality? Well, Bronzolis, that's a really good question. And it's a very hard one to answer because, of course, it depends from situation to situation. And the extent to which I can give you an answer to this question is the extent to which you understand your own emotions. Because if you go about life and you start understanding yourself and you give it a try by making it come true to your actions and your behavior, people will even wonder how come you went through this change. And then you are in a better position to explain to your friend how he can also try and go about it the same way. But the problem is that you're looking at the stream, you trust me, you take the time and initiative to really lay down in your bed and really try and figure out what your emotions are trying to tell you. And by understanding them, you can relieve a lot of it. For your friend, it's much harder. My advice would be to use cognitive empathy. And what is cognitive empathy? It's basically putting yourself in his shoes, trying to understand why he does what he does. The problem, though, is that cognitive empathy gets broken when the person is a threat to you. Because when he's a threat to you, you have to protect yourself. And cognitive empathy requires you to lower your defenses and be truly in his world. So I understand that if the situation is one where he really harms you, the best way you can go about it is like you would tell a child in a respectful manner that you really care for him and you really want the best for him, but that certain of his behavior is not okay and that it harms you. You can really say that in a very respectful manner. If he doesn't listen or if he gets angry or whatever... You can just, with really kindness and authority and integrity, explain it again. And if the person is in a position where he actually has power over you, then it becomes a bit more complicated because then you have to start thinking more pragmatically because you can't just give your opinion. You can't just say what you want to say. You got to start thinking more emotionally, intelligently. It's like a slave owner back in the days, right? A slave, if he would go to his slave owner and talk about integrity and say these things are not fine, he would just get killed, you know? So obviously a slave could not talk back to his slave owners. But today, nowadays, we live in a world where we're more free. So if he has control over you, then you can first wonder how can you become independent? And becoming financially independent really allows you to be more free. That's why it's such an important thing in our development to be able to live by our own self and our own feet because else our parents have quite a lot of control over us. So gaining control over your own life is very crucial. So then maybe that's the reason that he even can harm you because you're in a position where he has control. So how do you gain control? Always try to find how you can change the equation to a position where you have control and act upon that because when it's not in your control, you can feel desperate, you can feel anxiety, you can feel fear. But when you find the control in yourself, like for example, like I'm going to become financially independent, find a job or whatever, then you can resolve it even without 
having to confront your friend. I know I'm going quite deep into this, but I know this is a situation a lot of people can resonate with. And that's why I thought this explanation might help. Always try to see how you become the solution. And really, if there's obstacles or if there's things that allow you to not believe you can do it, follow the emotion, listen to the emotion, try to understand it. And by doing so, you can maybe undo it because a lot of people might think, but I can't take care of myself or I feel worthless. Go deeper, figure it out because you can. You can do stuff. You can have an impact. You can take care of yourself. You guys have great potential. So just Nico says, Athena, I get what you say about understanding where people come from and the sense of peace you feel where you understand that people aren't bad based on the stuff they say or do, but scared hurting. But I find it takes a lot of focus from me to maintain that perspective It is not like this for you. Did you just make that realization one day and then you stayed within that frame of mind effortlessly since? It comes with time, man. Like you just start realizing that really blaming people just doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help the person. Like understanding gets you so much further. And of course, sometimes you have to protect yourself. Sometimes you have to, you know, protect yourself against other people's really negative influence. But at the same time, you don't have bad blood. You don't take it within you and go like, oh, this guy or this. You don't process it with hate. You just understand it and you see it for what it is. That's what I try to do all the time. And it really gives me this mindset where no matter what someone did to me, even in the past, some people have backstabbed me like crazy. I don't look back with hate or anger or whatever. I just think, what can I do to help, you know? And this just works way better. Whenever I say it's important to understand why you do what you do, A better explanation is whenever you take an action to understand that it's emotionally driven and by understanding the emotion, you can learn more about what drives you. And then you can say, yeah, but you say what drives you is understanding or logic. But the thing is, though, the reason why understanding does drive me is on a fundamental level, I completely trust it. So emotionally, I basically completely have given myself to understanding, to put it that way. And also something that I've been saying a lot on the stream so many times and even in here, I say so many times I don't care about my feelings. And the problem with that sentence is that it's not fully accurate. The truly accurate sentence is I don't care about my feelings because I understand why I have them and therefore they are not part of the equation. But if I don't understand my feelings, then I do care about figuring out why I feel a certain way. Example. If I have stomach pain and I know it's because I didn't eat or I skipped a meal or I ate while I was laying down, then I don't care about that feeling, that pain. But on the other hand, if I have stomach pain and I don't know what it is, might be cancer or whatever, then I do care. So the moment I understand the emotion, I can either act upon it or accept it. And the reason why I say I don't care about my feelings is because I understand them. Because the moment you understand them, you can either act or you can accept. And when you accept, it means you let them be for what they are. It's these kind of things that I find fascinating that I talk about so many times. And it's this little nuances that make all the difference. But when I grow up and I always am used to understand my emotions, of course, I just say I don't care about my emotions because I understand why they're there and I either act or I accept. And it gives this balance where emotions are very much in my world and the way I live. Emotions are merely a tool. And when they bring value to the table, I follow up with them. And if they don't bring value to the table, then I don't follow up with them. But it's my understanding of my emotions 
that brings about my course of action because just acting emotionally without knowing what my emotions are without understanding them is very unreliable it's something i really experience like it's inconsistent and it's something that i try to avoid trip triggers says your channel views per month will be the lowest of all time this month any thoughts on that I don't care about the amount of views because to me it's always about what is substantial and what is substantial is not a view count, it's the actual concrete impact in the world and I can tell you our next project when it is live it might catapult me to one of the top streamers on Twitch. Might, not saying it will. And then everybody's coming in the chat going like, whoa Athene man, that game is so amazing. You're the best Athene, man. Oh, shit. I knew you were the best paladin. Oh, my God, Athene. Athene is back. Athene is back, man. You showed him. Man, you're the best death. Man, man, best game death I've ever seen, man. You're so good. Oh, my God. I want to be your friend now. And then after a year or two, if I don't come with anything new, then it's like, come on, Athene. Athene, man. Where's the old Athene, man? The guy that made these sick games. Man, where's Athene? Reap Athene. Reap Athene. Come on, where you at? Athene, where are you? Where are you? you lost your mojo, Athene. Where are you at? So yeah, I'm just expressing the emotional fluctuations of people because that's how it goes. When people come to me and say something, it's not because there's a lot of consistency. It's because you just express what you feel. The facts don't matter in the equation. It doesn't matter that I'm in a building that can have 100 people. It doesn't matter that Before I was just working with Reese, now we're with 30 people, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that we're working on projects that can have a huge impact, it doesn't matter at all. All these things are completely irrelevant to what you feel right now. Because what now, what you feel is just you see me streaming, you don't see anything concrete, so you just go from wave to wave, from one hype to the other. It's like the fidget spinners. You can't wait to have a fidget spinner, and then when the hype is over, you can't wait to go to the next thing. And without knowing, you're basically just being pushed around by your emotional needs controlling you, which are very easy played into by media, by companies, by politicians. It's really something to be aware of. So when people have an opinion about me, I can tell you your opinion. When it is emotionally driven, it is very biased. It's a very important insight. It can help you a lot. If you truly understand that you cannot have a real opinion, when your emotions are influencing your opinion, because if you feel one way, you say one thing, and if you feel another way, you say another thing, you're not really being actually reliable for yourself. Your emotions are literally dictating the way you see the world. Then you start questioning whether these beliefs you're attached to, that you literally lose yourself to, and really make very important decisions in your life with them. You start wondering whether you can truly trust them. Because they're not defined by your understanding of reality. They're defined by how you feel. And the problem with that is that it just brings about a life that is a lot less fulfilling and uh, can really make you make very big mistakes. You can start a credit to buy a car or a house. Yeah, you can just make decisions that can truly affect the rest of your life in a moment. And that is why... It is so important to understand your emotions because when you experience your emotions, you follow them and you understand them and your inner child, your emotional inner child can trust this understanding. Instead, it basically gives the keys to the car, to your understanding, and then you can be more mindful. You can be more focused and aware about how to go about life and it will increase the quality of your life immensely and the quality of other people. 
Damal says, but you say the Chilean project is pointless, it doesn't grapple the problem at all, don't you get it a thing? The thing is, Damal's, I've never done Save the Children project because of the Save the Children project. I did Save the Children project because it helped me inspire people. To me, it's always about working on the mindset, on the awareness of people, which includes you. And I'll be really honest, I know that you're saying that it doesn't grapple the problem, but neither is what you're doing right now, which is talking in the chat, like, if you want to be part of the solution then you try to see what you can do and you take action. You don't just stay on the sideline criticizing it. And when I work on Save the Children, the reason why I do so, even though I know it's merely a symptom and not a root of the problem, is because it inspires other people and it's a way to emotionally relate the good cause I'm working on. If I start talking about awareness, growing projects and stuff, people are a lot less inclined to be invested in that because emotionally, it's not about children and you have to speak the emotional language. It's a pragmatic choice that I make because of my experience in the field of trying to have an impact. And a lot of people even came over here because of the Save the Children projects, which allowed us to even start even bigger projects. So I'm just saying, like, the reason why you have this negative attitude, right, not only towards the world, but also towards the projects that is obviously doing good, is not because you have these strong rationalizations that you've thought about and that's your conclusion, but it's because there's an underlying reason where you really feel very, very dark within you and that expresses itself in these opinions. And that's why I say feeling your emotion, feeling this dark place and following it and really trying to understand it can come with answers that will greatly benefit you more so than the rhetorical answers I can give you based on the arguments you're making. Because... Even this conversation is not the problem. It is what is underlying it. And for you, it is your emotional state. And thinking about it can greatly help you. Chris Bendix says, the inner noise is so loud for me that I'm deaf by now. Chris Bendix, let me tell you something. I'm going to give you something really nice. All this noise, right? And all these emotions, right? That is not even you. You're the one that is observing them. It's something that really allows you to be in the present. When you understand that you are not your thoughts and you're not your mind, you're just merely the stream of consciousness. And these thoughts and these emotions are merely there to help you survive, to help you understand. It allows you to take some distance. And um, understanding these thoughts and understanding these emotions and understanding that they have a reason. They try to help you. Even the craziest noises that you hear, it's trying to help you. But you need to understand it. You can take the energy to try and understand it and really look at it from a distance. I'm telling you, step by step, you can turn down one of the parts that causes the noise. Because the noise is a cacophony of many different things. And people that are in very complicated situations and stuff can experience this constant cacophony from all these different directions. But I'm telling you, if you focus on one specific thing and you understand it, you feel it, you can resolve it. And then another one, and then another one. And by doing so, you can really lower the noise and become more at peace. But of course, knowing that you are not these thoughts and that you're not these emotions and that these thoughts and emotions are not the bad guys. They're just merely there trying to tell you something. And by understanding it, you can resolve your emotions. I'm telling you, you won't have to live in this life of noise as you can make one after another more and more quiet. I'm going to talk about a very big problem. It's really a big problem in society. It's basically the problem of wanting to be right. And what it basically is, is like when you have a certain opinion or idea or whatever, you say it and someone disagrees or whatever, you want to be right. You have this gut feeling to want to be right because your brain works like either bad or good, very binary. And even though your opinions might change and you might really fluctuate from day to day, you have this investment in what you think 
because you want to be right. And the reason why you want to be right is because it gives you a sense of safety. It gives you a sense of control because you know what it is. You can trust it and done. But what is really fascinating is that wanting to be right or this needs to be safe and to have certainty is actually giving you less control than the one where you just see reality for what it is and you accept that you might be wrong. Accepting the uncertainty in your conviction will give you more control and more safety than one where you actually believe you're always right. In my situation, I don't want to be right. It's also something sometimes I talk to people and people come down and tell me like, man, you always want to be right. And I'm like, I don't always want to be right because I know I'm not always right. It makes no sense to be always right. I know that there's a part of me that might want to be always right, but I'm always skeptical. The thing is with me is I don't want to always be right. What I want to is I want to be honest. I just want to be honest more so than I want to be right. And the thing is that the difference between honesty, wanting to be honest and wanting to be right, is that when you want to be honest, you can admit sometimes that you're wrong. And actually admitting that you're wrong and owning up responsibility is actually most of the time even better than being right in the first place. And what I mean with that is like, if you do something right, something I also read yesterday on Reddit, but it's very interesting because it's true. If you can admit that you made a mistake and you can own up the responsibility of that mistake, then it shows integrity, it shows reliability, it shows the ability you can fall back on this person, you can trust this person. On the other hand, if you just hold on to the idea that you're always right, and you don't want to admit or accept that you might be wrong, and you don't take your responsibility, that shows very little trust and reliability. And as a result, that actually brings about a worse situation in situation where you interact with other people than one where you can just gladly admit you're wrong and just own up responsibility, take action. And that is fine. There is nothing wrong with that. And that is something that I always knew, but I never really put into words so concretely. The way it works is wanting to be right is very much tied into your ego. Because if you're wrong, you've got to be a little bit vulnerable. You've got to admit that you don't know it all. You've got to embrace uncertainty. But that is fine. If you're on a fundamental level, on a pure level, you can fall back on your essence. And you know that understanding, in my situation, understanding and honesty brings about a stronger framework than one where you're always right. One that is more emotionally binary. Then even when you admit you're wrong, you don't really see it as a defeat. You don't really experience it as a defeat. You more experience it as a strength. And that is something that I think a lot of people can benefit a lot from. Because if you see being wrong as actually winning, because it means you have learned something, or also it means that you can take up ownership of your responsibility and act more aligned with reality and gain more control, then rather than seeing it as something negative, you see it as positive. Same with negative emotions or emotions you experience that are negative. People see it as a bad thing. No, it's your emotions trying to tell you something. It's a good thing. And same with uncertainty. It's a good thing to embrace uncertainty. It gives you more control. It gives you more ability to be aligned with reality. And as a result, you can find peace in it. You can find safety in uncertainty. You can find safety in not always being right. You can find safety in honesty. You can find safety in admitting you're wrong. You can find safety in responsibility. All these concepts that we, on a fundamental level, have connected something negative and negative emotion because of society or conditioning or whatever, we can actually reframe these things by thinking about it and rebalancing these things. And it can greatly, greatly benefit you. And the idea of being right is really something that is extremely toxic in the sense that, you know, it's all over the internet. It's all over people. And the, the thing is also when you have it, you see it in others. 
you really see it truly in others all the time. You think everybody wants to be right. And even if people don't always want to be right and just want to be honest, you just cannot see it because the way you see it is, yeah, I want to be right. He also wants to be right. And therefore, you constantly very much easily fall into this fight or flight mechanic and are much more defensive than you should be. Of course, we live in a society where most people want to be right. But there is actually people that are quite open-minded and want to be honest instead. So it's not about being right, it's about being honest. And that's also something that I understand on the chat now much better. How often people actually think that I always want to be right because I come across very confident or I say things in a certain way. And then it really rubs off like, man, this guy is such a cocky asshole. He always wants to be right. He thinks he's always right. But the thing is though, like, I just want to be honest. I don't want to be right. I want to be honest. And being honest is looking at reality and letting that decide what is right from wrong. It's not me that decides what's right or wrong. It's not my opinions that decide what's right or wrong. It's not my emotions that decides what's right or wrong. It's reality. And if you have this honest relationship and you know, because reality is external, right? That's the thing. Like being right is internal. It gives you control. If reality defines what's right and wrong, it gives you a feeling of unsafety because reality is not in your control, right? It just happens. But that's not true because you can understand reality and that gives you the ability to influence it. So reality, using reality as the one that defines what's right and wrong and all that stuff, there is a gateway to it, which is understanding. And that is so fascinating to be aware of it. I mean, this, what I'm saying is quite spot on, although I know that a lot of people might not truly understand what I'm saying because it requires you to really think about what I'm saying and process it. But yeah, this honest relationship with reality requires you to embrace uncertainty, requires you to embrace the ability that you might be wrong, requires you to question yourself. And that is something that very little people can do. And it's something that I've embraced since I was very young and has made me the person I am today. I can gladly admit that I'm wrong. I've done so several times in my life, even though it doesn't happen often, because I'm very analytical, I'm very rational, I always use reality as a feedback loop, but sometimes I can make wrong calculations. At the same time, this mindset of just looking at the world from an honest perspective can so much greatly benefit people, it's insane. But yeah, I understand people want to be right because it gives them safety. It brings about delusion because you just think you're right even though reality shows you otherwise. It doesn't matter. You just filter it all the time. But yeah, if you embrace that being right all the time is not what is most safe, then maybe you can more easily reevaluate your opinions and your beliefs. Subscribe to youtube.com slash wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live and follow the real Athene on Snapchat.